No, I, I can tell you with 100% certainty that the, the person that we know as Jesus in the Bible never existed. I, I know that with 100% certainty. Hey, family. This is Reginald Martin, founder of Comedic Center Living. People will often ask me if biblical Jesus existed. I tell them that I know with 100% certainty that Jesus Christ of the Bible never existed. Although the tide is beginning to change, most people cannot believe that statement has any truth to it. In this video, I'm going to give you a template that will be a major piece of the puzzle to show you that Jesus' mythology made historical. For thousands of years before Christianity and the Bible, what we know as Jesus Christ existed mythologically and symbolically as an esoteric or secret knowledge. Many of the world's mystery schools use the same template to express their myths with characters and personages unique to their culture. Not necessarily to plagiarize, steal, or copy, but because they were expressing the same universal concepts. I'm going to share that template with you in this video. And you can use it as a piece to the puzzle in your research into the historicity of Jesus. There are a few things you will learn in this video. First, I'm going to give you a basic lesson on comedic philosophy as a framework for esoteric or hidden knowledge of ancient numerology. Second, using numerology, I'll help you see how this knowledge is hidden in plain sight in the Bible scriptures recoded in esoteric language. Third, I will explain the numerical esoteric meaning behind what's been called the missing years of Jesus between the ages of 12 and 30. And last, I use the ancient numerical template to explain the esoteric meaning of crucifixion and death at 33 years old, which was originally meant as an archetype for humanity, not a special God-man. That template was based on explaining universal truth about the principles and functions of how the universe works. It's based on simple arithmetic and formulas by our modern standards. In ancient times, the way to explain these mathematical concepts without math was through their mythology. It was another layer to the ancient metaphysical science. However, ancient mythology was thought of and used in a different way than what we think of it in modern times. Myth comes from the ancient root word muthoi, which means formulas or wise sayings. It's with the idea of muthoi that I will address the template for many of the world's mythological saviors, including Jesus Christ. This is a piece of the puzzle to amounting evidence by many modern biblical scholars that are renouncing their belief in a historical Jesus. For those who are searching for answers, by the end of this video, you will be mentally free of any guilt or shame you may have ever felt for questioning your faith. You're on the right path. This will be a beacon for you to follow. What I will share with you is what the Bible alluded to as the secret teachings of Jesus. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, they state, He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. The Catholic Church early on denied there were any secret teachings. 
They obviously didn't want this knowledge discovered. They did their best to destroy this type of knowledge. The biblical idea of parables can be replaced with our modern idea of esoteric or hidden teachings. This video is a short snippet of a vast body of knowledge that can connect astrology, earth science, psychology, symbolism, and even quantum physics. It's meant as an introduction to the concept of numerology and muthoi or ancient mythology. Not to be exhaustive, just for perspective, initiates would spend 20 years learning the intricacies of this knowledge. I'm sharing a fraction of it in a few minutes. I teach it in a way that makes it simple and accessible to understand for everyone. So let's get going. So what are the biblical gospels truly about? The whole world has been taught to see the four gospels expressing the historical narrative of one special miraculous being. In reality, they amount to four esoteric plays for initiates into an ancient mystery system expressing the greatest story ever told of how primordial light came to be in the universe, descended into human form, and became a self-actualized and enlightened soul known as a Christ. Jesus was used as a central character in these esoteric plays to explain how the primordial light moves from the metaphysical and becomes physical. These concepts were passed orally for thousands of years in ancient Egyptian mystery schools. The central characters before Christianity were Yeusa, a.k.a. Horus, as the being of light or soul, and Osiris Sokar as the self-actualized, enlightened soul or Christ. It wasn't until their Greek students broke traditions and started putting a lot of this in writing. It was still hidden in plain sight through oftentimes cryptic and esoteric language, but written just the same. The secret teaching had many phases. First, the numbers expressed the creative act and the appearance of that initial fire or spark that we call the creator or God. Second, how that fire gives form to the spirit that animates or gives life to all things in the universe. And third, how that fire or light becomes the metaphysical foundation for the spark of God to descend from the heavens into the earth plane in human form. Now let's set up the framework to help you understand these concepts. You have to gain some basic knowledge of ancient pharaonic teachings in order to give you a framework in which to think about these ideas. They're different from our modern materialist view of the world and existence. The foundation of all that is being expressed in myth is a numerical system that is comprised of functions and principles that pre-existed and became everything in the universe through an interplay with each other. The numbers have masculine and feminine qualities. That's why you see the Egyptian netters in pairs of male and female, representing the interplay of the qualities. Most assume, in error, ancient Egyptians believed in many gods. They're often called pantheists by those that do not understand the simple but intricate nature of their philosophy. However, they believed in one source of creation that developed into a multiplicity of expressions to experience itself. The tree of life was one way the monotheistic idea of God was symbolized. God was like a tree with many branches. The simple statement underlies all comedic netters 
that became the personified Jesus character in the gospel plays. How do I know with 100% certainty that Jesus Christ never existed? Because I know the universal template the secret teachings were expressing. What is myth from the African paradigm? Now I have to help you understand the ancient African idea of what we call myth today. The numbers and the mythology go hand in hand. Because of Greek misuse of the concept, most of us in the West think of myth as fictional stories. But for the ancient Africans, myth was actually mathematical formulas of the laws of nature, anthropomorphized or personified to express abstract functions and principles that compose the universe. As nature's ultimate product, humankind has within itself all the principles and functions of the universe. Hence, the ancient comedic axiom, know thyself and you will know the gods. Another analogy for Egyptians as monotheists is that God is an ocean, and we are all drops in that ocean. But the ocean is also in the drop. The ultimate ancient journey was seen as merging back with the primordial ocean of the noon. So understand the myths are numerology without the numbers. Knowledge-wise, they will check and balance the other. Numbers as the universal template. Now that you have the overall framework and aim of the ancient comedic paradigm, let's get into the universal template of the numbers to express all the known mythological saviors of the world, including Jesus. In modern times, we express these numbers as digits from zero to nine. But the ancients expressed them as points and lines that produce shapes and forms. The forms become the symbol of the numbers that created them. For the ancient Egyptians, mythology is explaining the interplay of these numbers, not sentient gods that play favorites and dictate our lives based on their insecurities and whims. Let's start with zero. Zero is actually the ancient shape of a circle that represents undifferentiated oneness within the ancient comedic tradition. It is the noon, which is symbolized as a watery chaos before time and space. The ancient Egyptian Agduat is explaining the theory of what was in the noon or the infinite singularity before the Big Bang. But then something happened and the creator came to life inside the watery abyss. The creator is the source. In ancient symbolism, the creator is a dot of potentiality within oneness that is self-created or begotten. Instantaneously, the creator pierces or opens oneness because of its desire to exist. The creator has the elements of the possibility of all things to exist in the universe. It splits open oneness as it divides and looks upon its own face. This mirror effect produces inverse opposites. You will hear Shu and Tefnut mentioned as twins in the ancient Egyptian mythology. It means coming from our tomb, they're the inverse or mirror of each other. As mentioned before, within our tomb was the theoretical, abstract potential of all things to exist. But Shu and Tefnut are that potential expressed metaphysically. They express the qualities of masculine and feminine and the inverse principles of fire and water mirrored within each other. With our tomb, Shu and Tefnut, one becomes three qualities, not quantity, and with the triple nature. 
This is the first form or triangle, which is the second aspect of how the metaphysical becomes physical. The ancients called it the first face. I can get a whole lot more in depth and complicated with this, but I want to give you a basic understanding of where the non-historical idea of Jesus originated. So I'll stay with the three natures and qualities. A tomb is the projected primordial fire, light, or spark of God that comes out of the watery noon. Its elements are a part of all aspects of the universe. The initial trinity on the hillock within the noon is self-created Atum, the great mother Yeusaeus, and the son Yeusa. Yeusa is where the name Jesus originated. Yeusa was begotten or self-created from Atum, the father. Yeusa is the primordial fire or light perpetuated through creation or the ever-coming son of God within all of the universe. The triple nature or trinity is connected to Jesus being primordial fire or light, but is esoterically veiled in the Bible. It's expressed in the book of John chapter 8, verse 58. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, this fire or light existed before creation. In John chapter 8, verse 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You can read this scripture on two levels. Jesus and the primordial light that is within all of the world and or the revealer of wisdom and enlightenment to all that follow him. John chapter one, verse one states, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The triple nature of the creator or three explains the function and principles of how a simple cause of fire or light or what we know metaphorically as the sun or spark of God through a multiplicity of expressions becomes manifest in nature. I'm choosing words here carefully because there are so many levels to this knowledge. And I want you to be able to connect the dots when you leave this video and do your own research. These concepts will fit together like a puzzle, but you have to find the pieces. I'm giving you a head start here to find those pieces. The ancient commissions taught Yeusa as an archetype for humanity and the spark within us all for thousands of years before the Catholic Church changed it to a historical figure that passed along his teachings to legitimize the hierarchy of the Catholic Church. So now that you have this foundation, I can quickly explain the numbers. The missing years of Jesus between 12 and 30, the beginning of his ministry at age 30, his death and crucifixion at age 33. The number three is the root of each of these supposed historical events. Let me break it down so it will forever and consistently be Baroque. The numbers one plus two equal three. That starts the original Trinity. But the ancients were not using digits to express these concepts. They were using dots and lines. The dot that was inside the circle becomes a line when it divides. Within this line, plus the dot, are the constituent elements to create all things in the universe. That explains the function and principles of the first trinity that is the foundation of all creation. Esoterically, it's the throne of God. 
It is the unity of one expressed functionally. In comedic science, it was symbolically expressed as the grand enid. But single numbers do have a progression as they move to multiplicity. In comedic science, you will see this number one at its higher power of 10, surrounded by the nine netters of the metaphysical world that are the foundation of the physical world. You will see a blank spot at the level of three. This is the one plus zero hidden and represents the secret name of God. Again, this goes much deeper and can take many directions, but I want to stick with the numbers that underlie aspects of the biblical Jesus before it was made historical. So I showed you how the origin of the metaphorical idea of the Son of God originated to explain the original unity of the number three. Let's stick with the number three to explain what is called the missing years of Jesus. In fact, there are no missing years, only missing knowledge of the universal concepts being explained by numbers. In numerology, the numbers can always be reduced to a single digit to find what's called the root number. We'll go back to our numbering system and digits for the sake of brevity. The 10 digits start with a circle or zero and go to the number nine. Any digit with the zero is raised to a higher power. For example, the digits for the secret name is one plus zero or 10. A peculiar quirk of our numbering system is that zero and nine produce the same reduced number when added. For example, one plus zero equals 10 and reduces to one. But so does one plus nine, which equals 10 and reduces to one. Three plus zero equals 30 and reduces to the root three. But so does three plus nine equal 12, which is one plus two that reduces to the root of three. Numerically, the creator lays the foundation for manifestation when the number three is added to 12 and becomes 15. It is represented in the Pentactus by the number three with 12 disciples surrounding it. Again, there's a lot more that I can say here, but for brevity's sake, I will get to the numbers for the missing years. Jesus at 12 years old is the esoteric concept of a soul preparing to descend into matter or mother, hence the virgin birth. One plus two reduces to the root of three. Jesus supposedly starts his ministry at 30. That's three plus zero, which is the spiritualized power of the original trinity and root of three. Jesus supposedly ended his ministry at the age of 33. In numerology, it's a master number. It's three plus three, which equals six. In ancient Egypt, the root number six was the number representing the environment for physicality. You get to the same number six when you add three plus 12, which equals 15, which is one plus five, which equals a root of six. The Pentactus represents the idea of primordial light within the environment to produce matter. Jesus and his 12 disciples. Let's numerically address the crucifixion and his death. In order to manifest into the physical, there were four constituent elements of fire, air, and water that produces earth or matter. These four elements are the cross that Jesus was crucified on. But this is not a physical death. Crossing is another deeper comedic science concept. Again, for brevity, I'll keep it moving. 
Esoterically, death is a soul that must give up its omnipotent awareness in order to incarnate into the physical. Let me give you a symbolic connection to the numbers that you've seen, but you never knew the meaning. His dying at 33, or 3 plus 3, which equals 6, the foundation of the Merkaba, which Mer is the root word for Mary, and Ka is the soul, and the Ba is the animating spirit. Again, the Trinity. Mer or Mary is feminine. Ka is the father, and Ba is the spirit. This is also the meaning of the Star of David. And two triangles are as above, so below, with the element of fire pointing up and its inverse of water pointing down. So that's the missing years, the start of his ministry, and his death and crucifixion, all told in a universal template and foundation of numbers. I have a research video body of work that I have put in a playlist here on YouTube is designed to help you connect the dots and decrease your research time immensely. It will also help support my channel. If you can only consider the story of Jesus from a historical standpoint, then you cannot grasp the metaphysical teachings that are at their foundation numerology, explaining how primordial light descends from the invisible and becomes visible. The story of the fall, Adam and Eve, Lucifer, and the Trinity all started with numbers in ancient Egypt. Over the centuries, people didn't know the numerical foundation of the stories. They began to embellish the stories, the names, and the events to come up with something almost unrecognizable in comedic science. But when you can know the numbers and recognize the functions in the mythologies, catch the literary devices like the play on words, you will pierce the veil of secrecy and deception. This short video is a foundational piece of why I'm 100% certain that Jesus Christ never existed. Bible scholars know the four Gospels don't even tell the same story. They have discovered many holes in the historical context of Jesus. The truth is, you cannot find the Jesus of the Bible anywhere outside the Bible. People make up stories like the missing years, but archaeology cannot prove him, science can't prove him, nor history. He only exists in the Bible and the minds of those that believe they need a savior. I just showed you an ancient template based on numerology that will confirm the same story for many other mythological saviors that we know are not historical in many other cultures. Jesus' mythology and is found in ancient mythology that is thousands of years older than the Bible and Christianity. This video is for those that struggle with the anxiety, guilt, and shame for questioning their faith. You're free to be and live life boldly, authentically, unapologetically, and on your terms without guilt or shame. Thank you for watching. You can subscribe for more updates. You can join as a member to support the channel and get unparalleled content. Please like and share with anyone that will be vibrationally uplifted and consciously elevated by this.